Hi everyone, welcome to Everything Eerie with Zynon, Ayla, Zuriel, Omar. Everything Eerie is a group of fans who loves to talk about anything and everything that makes life much creepier. From killers in the night to paranormal happenings and alien sightings, join us as we explore the things in life that make everything eerie. Today's topic is famous people's kind of unsolved cases. Right. So for my case, I did the Bayamount children case. Um, it happened on January 26, 1966. Um, involved a nine-year-old named Jane, seven-year-old Arna, and four-year-old Grant. And they disappeared from a beach miles from their home in Adelaide, Australia. The father's name was Jim, and he was a linen goods salesman traveling to meet clients. And the mother, Nancy, was a stay-at-home housewife. So um, they all lived in the suburbs of Somerton, which is known for an identified man back in 1948 known as the Tamman Shud, who was like a like a murder guy, like a murder guy, weird like murder. <laughs> He was like like a, a murderer and just committed all these crimes. So like that's basically what that area is known for. Huh. And um, at that time, like in 1966, Jim and Nancy, the mother and father, gained trust in their oldest daughter to supervise the younger children while they went to the beach during the day in the summer. Um, in order for them to get to the beach, they would need to take a short bus ride there and back, which was basically known as safe because at that time, like, that other guy wasn't around anymore. Mm. And it was just an all, like, encompassing family-like area. So they would go back and forth to the beach multiple times during the summer months because the temperatures would reach over 100 degrees. And, um, like, throughout the time when they would go, Arna, the younger daughter would joke about Jane having a boyfriend down at the beach, but the parents didn't think much of it because, you know, she was nine. You know, what's she really going to get into? So on January 25th, the day before they disappeared, Jim was um, leaving on a business trip, not planning to return for a couple days. Um, and then on the 26th, um, which is known as Australia Day in um, the area that they live in, in, in Australia, it's basically the 4th of July we have here. Nancy gave the three children eight shillings to go down to the beach and take the bus ride down. And then that's when, like, the shit hit the fan with this family. So, at around 10.10 in the morning, witnesses spotted the children boarding the bus, which was all fine. And then by 10.15, the bus headed on its route towards the beach. In the next hour, the local postman recalled seeing the children. And at 11, an elderly woman... Um, recalled seeing them near the beach at a sprinkler. And this woman also recalled a younger man in blue swim trunks watching the children, playing with them 15 minutes later. Uh, this guy was described as being six foot one, lean, blonde hair, and had a thin-looking face. And he was in his early to mid-30s. So after that, at around 11.45 to 12.15, they were seen at a local cake shop and bought a meat pie with a one pound note. And this was very like confusing to investigators because 
their kids like they wouldn't have that kind of money and they only got the money they had from their mother for the bus so they like wondered like who they were buying the pie for and like how they got the money for it and that was the last time they were ever seen by a confirmed eyewitness so that's basically the story and then i have a couple other like timeline things after that if you guys want to hear them oh yeah oh yeah give us the whole thing give us the details right so the local postman his name was tom patterson and he ended up changing his story so in the beginning as i've stated he recalled seeing the children in the morning before they like went to the beach after like during the investigation he recalled that he saw them in the early afternoon because he was quote-unquote working from one forty-five to 3 but that's like a complete lie because if it was Australia Day, which it was, like no one would have been working that day. So yeah, that was like a big like red flag. And then there was a tourist who saw the children leaving with another man. But unlike the elderly woman who saw the man with light blonde hair, this tourist saw the man having light brown hair. So that like didn't match up to be like a connecting suspect. So Nancy was like getting concerned when her children weren't returning home and seven at 7 30 she decided to call the police and by the next day they were declared missing and the investigation began they automatically ruled out like a high tide or like any other just like life things that could happen at a beach because there were no personal items on the beach and like people saw the kids like leaving the beach area to like go to the cake shop so eventually a caller um called and like put in a tip and claimed to have the three kids and said quote i want reward money for them it will have to be a good reward so they got that tip and then six months after that like after their disappearance there was a woman who lived next to an abandoned house and she saw a young man with two girls and a boy um she stated that the boy left the house got snatched up by the man leading them and then like brought the kid back into the house but the woman didn't report this for whatever reason which was like kind of suspicious too because you know if you see something like that like some crazy shit you're gonna like report it right so there was a guy that they found named gerard crosset crosset i'm not sure how to pronounce his last name um he's 57 years old and he specializes in as a parapsychologist and a psychometrist or something. I don't know how to pronounce that word either. Um, Google it later. He, <laughs> um, he, like, for whatever reason, didn't believe that children were abducted at all, but that they were trapped underneath the flooring of a recently constructed warehouse building. And he also claimed that he would find the children within two days. Which was like, what the fuck to like investigators or like, how does this guy think or know that there's these kids are like there? Right. And so the warehouse was demolished and like the children weren't found. So now comes some more interesting facts. Um, two years later, Jane supposedly wrote a letter to um, Jim, the father. Mm-hmm. And I have a, just a quote from the letter because it's, it's kind of like startling, but it's also kind of like what the fuck at the same time. Mm-hmm. So she wrote, you, dad, have to wear a dark coat and white pants so that the man will know you. The man told me to tell you that the police must not know it all. 
He said that if you do tell them, you may as well not come, so please do not tell them. The Dandenong Post Office, which was um, in, like, in the area where they were from, is in Victoria, in case you do not know. We are all looking forward to seeing you next Monday. Please do not tell the police. The man did not mean to harm us. We still love you both. So, of course, you know, Jim went because he wanted to see his kids. Mm-hmm. And when he got there, like, no one was there. The kids weren't there. Like, it was all, like, a joke. Jeez. So, the man, who was, like, referred to in the letter, claimed to be keeping the children because fucked up somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, And then... Like, the man who were cl- who was claiming to keep the children, right? And, like, the letter that came from Jane mm-hmm. wasn't actually written by Jane. Um, 25 years later, after the case, when, like, DNA testing came out, they found out that the letters were written by a teenager at, at that time for a joke. And, like, right now that man's, like, 41 years old. Or, like, at the time, like, the article came out. didn't quite say when the article came out. Um... Oh. So, as of August 25th of 1973, seven, uh, seven years later after the disappearance of the kids, there was still no sign of the children. And, like, no one has ever, like, heard from them again. Jeez. So, in that same area, there were other cases of kids, like, disappearing. Um, there was one of 11-year-old Joanne, 4-year-old Christy, and 17 year old man um the 17 year old man was found in a south park reservoir in 1979 now there is one suspect that i found um his name's bevan spencer von enum he is serving a life sentence right now um but there's no like set suspect on like who stole these bay mountain children and as of like the time when the article came out, Jim and Nancy would already be in their 90s. The suspects would be between 70 and 100 years old. And Jeez. the case was reopened in hopes of solving the case of the kids because, you know, no one knew what the fuck happened to them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dang. So, yeah, that's my story. Nice. <laughs> that's freaky. Yo. It's like poof, up and vanished. Poor kids. Those ones are just so interesting, because you, because you're like, like where the fuck did they go? <laughs> right. Nah. And like they were like saying like the the guy at the beach that the elderly elderly woman saw, like he was like helping them get dressed and was like taking a really long time doing it, like seeming to like mm. enjoy it. Oh, so they could have been just like kidnapped, but slowly, like let's say hypothetically. Let's say this person, like, I don't know, took them, and then he pretended they were, like, different children. In that case, wouldn't the children still remember who they are? Uh, you would think so. Yeah. They were, like, old enough. My question is, though, is because you said, like, that article was, um... If these kids ever see that article, it's like, do they consider them their parents anymore? Because it's been that long. Right. right. Yeah. Imagine it. 2020, they just suddenly pop up and be like, Hi, it's <laughs> us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they even, like, recognize it as themselves. This is practically, like, a completely different life, a different person. But they even be able to, like, see that those kids as themselves anymore. Mm. Kind of drawing back to that whole thing. Just, like, do they even recognize their own parents at this point? 
Mm-hmm. It's like they're probably on their deathbed at this point if like we're being that grim. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the thing that like confused people too with Jane especially like wasn't one to openly talk to like strangers. Like she like kept to herself. She like took care of her siblings. Mm-hmm. And she like wasn't one to be like overly outgoing. So like to, for her to just like randomly talk to a random guy at the beach was like really strange. Mm-hmm. Yo, that sounds sketchy. And what's up with that guy with the whole like warehouse thing? Was he like a psychic or something? Something like that, yeah. And he just like claimed to have like an epiphany of these kids like being under the floorboards and like they weren't there, but they were like taking him up on it because they're he's like, I know where they are, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was wrong. <laughs> of course Holy it was. Cow. Hey guys, thanks so much for getting this far into the podcast. Now, a word from our sponsors. Thank you for supporting us. Now, back to the episode. So, I'm going to be covering um, a bit of a famous story. It's the uh, the Black Dahlia murder. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, and so, like, the reason why it made it so, like, famous is because at that time, like, the way it was uh, committed was so gruesome. Um, and, you know, it's like, nowadays, like, you probably find something that's just as bad, like a Reddit, Reddit 50-50. Mm-hmm. But um anyway, so this case place takes place um around nineteen forty seven, uh and the victim's name was Elizabeth Short. She was a young twenty two year old Cali um wannabe actress. She wanted to be make it big, like everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So come around one day. A woman and her child are walking down a park one morning, and they find a body severed in half. Oh, God. Yeah. But it was done in such a way, she was posed in such a way, she thought it was a mannequin at first. Um, and so another thing that also makes it um, very famous is because this is also around the same time that the zodiac killer and all that stuff was happening really infamous murder and all that Mm -hmm. and this is done in a similar fashion where it's like there's no leads and every every uh trace almost led to a dead end Mm -hmm. um and so like the the only piece of evidence we have is that she was not murdered at that park Mm-hmm. Because there was no indication of blood. And so she was killed and moved somewhere else. And the way that she was uh, killed, the coroners determined that she was killed with like a surgical blade because it was a very precise cut. Mm-hmm. Right. And someone had to have known how to you know do that. Um, so what the LAPD did is that they tried to investigate the local medical schools see if there was any sort of lead you know because they're thinking who better than a doctor to have committed this murder uh-huh right unfortunately there is nothing all the leads turn up dead now it wasn't so this blew up everywhere right because it's 1947 
this is this is hot news. Eventually, the LAPD, their last bit of evidence on this case was a anonymous note coming in Zodiac Killer style, right, with like the magazine cutouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not know what the actual letter said, uh, but it was meant to like taunt them and be like, "You will never be able to find me." Da 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 da. And they tried to test it for fingerprints, but unfortunately they couldn't because the letter was smeared in gasoline, which uh, is supposedly able to like remove your fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this case stops there until 2013 when a uh, detective by the name of Steve Hodel, uh, his father recently passed around that time. And so he's going through his home, cleaning out his things, and he looks through an old photo. I do believe he took a photo with, like, an artist, um, Man Ray. And he noticed in the corner of the photo is the Black Dahlia. Ooh. And so he's thinking, oh, my God, that's that's her. Like, how does he know who this woman is? Um... And so he starts thinking about it and he goes, wait a minute, my dad is a doctor. Uh-oh. Oh, oh boy. And so he's, think- he's going through it and he's like, you know, now that I think about it, my father has always been very distant. Um, even around like the age of nine, he ended up leaving, going to the Philippines, quote unquote. And so... They send, so he's like, you know, hey, um, maybe you can search, he calls the police and he goes, hey, search my dad's mm-hmm. place, right? See if you can find any sort of evidence. So they bring in, like, a, a police dog who's trained at smelling decomposition. Mm-hmm. And they stop at a part of the house where things start smelling foul. Oh. Uh-oh. And they take, you know, they're like, oh, shit, he might actually be on to something. Mm-hmm. Because, guess who was at the top of the suspect list when the Black, Black Dahlia murders went down? That guy. That guy. Doctor George Hill Hodel, Steve Hodel's father. <gasps> oh! <laughs> and wow. so they take down the whole place. They they test all the soil and sample. They couldn't find any bodies at the moment, but I do believe to this day he is fighting to prove that his father had committed the murder. Mm-hmm. Well, something smelled foul, you said. Yeah, yeah something, right? there was a foul smell in the house. The mm-hmm. dog, they even brought in a crime dog thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's in, like, the fucking walls. Well, half of her. But they took the whole well, place down. When... Oh, they, the whole Ooh. place. Ugh. Yeah, and mm. to this day, we have no idea because... The dad is dead, and there's a supposed recording that uh, says, like, Dr. George Hill Hodel um, admitted to killing her. But he and his secretary, who are the only people who would have access to said recording, are both dead. Oh, what? Of so course. we have bullshit. no idea so, yeah. if he oh, is the man. true murderer, but. Once again, this is a very sensational story. There have been other accounts of people trying to say, like, oh, I know who did it. It's it's this guy. It's so-and-so. 
but they all turn up flat. This guy is the only person who has any sort of, like, who, have, who feels like he has, like, onto something, right? Especially since mm-hmm. he's a detective for the police department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows how to cover shit up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, just, like, think of the coincidence, right? Yeah. You're a murderer, and your son ends up becoming a detective who ends up trying to, like, capture you. <laughs> that's a, that's a movie right there. Like bust his ass. Yeah. That's a... Yeah. Right? Like, that's a irony. He's above the law, quite literally. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Literally. Oh, oh my gosh. Below it. That's just ironic. Wow. Our only suspect yeah. that can connect all the points and he's gone. The, the nerve of dying, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's no yo. He got Literally. away with it. I mean, you know, we could dig up his dead body and do stuff. <laughs> I don't know if we'll find much. Like, tell us all your secrets. <laughs> Literally. Oh man, he died a like a free man yeah. essentially. I mean, think like how many murders got away when our criminal justice system was like that slow. Like we didn't have fingerprint stuff back then. I think. Well, we did, but right. like we we didn't have like yeah. the level of investigation that we had back then. Mm-hmm. Right, kind of like that era. I feel that it was like perfect serial killer time because literally everyone was kind of like f- like kind of dumb and. Obviously, the police were also not caught up to what we have now. Like, if I tried that shit now, like, you can bet your ass we could catch them, like, two weeks later. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) Psychopaths, could you really, though? Because this guy, like, he was a family man. Everybody, well, to a certain point, like, everybody thought that he was just a distinguished man. He was a doctor, right? His goal is to help people, not... Mm -hmm put him back in the grave yeah like you would think he'd be there to like help people not die and he's like killing people right but then doctors of that time also did it for the money no offense to like doctors of that time but like (laughs) one of the one of the big (laughs) no offense like one of the biggest motivators was like they got paid like bank Mm -hmm. they still do but like nowadays you ask a kid why do you want to be a doctor they're like i want to help people (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Right, That's what they like, see as a kid. Back then, people were like, I did it for the money. Yeah, well, and, like, this guy, like, he, like you're a trusted person, so no one's going to suspect you of, like, getting away with murder. Right. Like, the neighbors wouldn't think twice that you were, like, a murderer, because they're like, oh, no, he's our respectable family doctor. Yeah. Right, he couldn't possibly mm-hmm. murder it's anyone. Like, that's a place in which, yeah. that's, that's, like, a time period in which, like, well, like, nobody's going to be running around in the middle of the night. Um... I actually forgot to right. add one little bit of evidence. Sorry, but um, it doesn't really it doesn't really pertain much. But uh, a witness apparently reported around the same time in that area, they had saw like a black sedan speeding away. It doesn't really contribute mm-hmm. much because mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out if he owned like a black sedan or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's still just like. But every almost everything lined up, and if you were just still alive, we could have had him. It's the fact that yeah. he's dead that we can't at least charge him. him. Yeah. That is so yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like obviously you... it's sad that she died, but like as a like a human, as like a curious creature, I'm like, goddamn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, you can't like convict a person that's dead. Right. Even if all the facts came yeah. in, I don't think we'd be able to like convict him. Yeah. Right. I think it's just like never getting that confirmation either. It's just like yeah. I yeah, need we to know. Never get that closure mm-hmm. of just like who actually did it. Then other than the son, then there's nobody else who's gonna pursue it because what's the point? The case is cold. <laughs> Everyone's dead. You know, there's nobody yeah, alive. Yeah. They're all gone. Right. Yeah, anybody who could have committed the murder is now probably long dead. This guy is the only one who has to do it because that's his family's credibility at stake. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's like that guy literally took his secrets to his grave. Yeah, right. So you can't keep a secret. Oh my that's crazy. <laughs> right. Holy oh, cow. Man. That's freaky. Like <laughs> honestly it's crazy though, just like thinking how you can get away with like leaving a corpse like that and just like no one seeing it yeah yeah right. it's in the middle of the night but surely someone saw something some guy carrying an awfully large bundle to his car or something yeah. right or like being out like that time like something but like at that. that time like nobody would expect it to happen like that's like like you said zion back then around that time period is where like most serial killer killings happen because at that time, we weren't really used to a civilization where we would literally have to fear for our lives at the nighttime because we have these dangerous people. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I know people always say this, but they literally left their doors open, like, unlocked, because right. everyone trusted everyone. Right. Like, this is why fucking, like, you know those, like, door-knocking people? Marketing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, but even the postman, I don't even open my door for the postman half the time unless I actually <laughs> see them at my window. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's you can't like, trust anyone. Or, like, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses, no, again, no offense, but like, I'm not opening my door <laughs> shit if I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, thank you. I am not going to get murdered. You literally can't trust anyone nowadays unless you, like, really know them. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. And even then you don't know. Because, like, your best friend could be a murderer. Right. <laughs> my room and my bed is right next to four street-level windows. And I'm, like, at night, like, oh, my God. What if, like, a murderer comes in through the windows and fucking murders me? Literally. Like, I, I don't know if I could sleep at night in the summer because I keep my windows open at, in the summer because I used to live on a third floor. And I'm, like, you, no one's going to climb to the third floor. But now I'm, like, right. street-level. And I'm, like, how am I going to live? <laughs> Literally, yeah, it's like scary. Thank God, ring doorbells. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, sponsorship ring doorbell. Sponsors ring. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not want to get murdered? Well, we have the product for you. <laughs> you have this doorbell where you can see everyone who's in front of your door. Literally, constantly spying on everyone in my front door. <laughs> like every time, I get a notification for it too. It's like someone's at your front door. I'm like, ooh, who is it? <laughs> ooh, hello. And it's just like Hi. it's just like someone walking back. <laughs> Although I think first night we used it, some guy like walked up to our ring doorbell and jumped off on our porch. He like walked and like jumped over our railing for whatever reason. It was like, uh, okay. <laughs> It's like you press the button. You're like, Hi, how are you? So Literally. I it was a ring light, and it blew up on CNN, I think. And there's this one girl, she looked like she had just been through hell. And she's just, like, jamming her thumb on this, like, um, 
doorbell trying to get in and people mm-hmm. were just like hey like what the hell's going on she looks like she's like trying to run away from somebody what happened i forget mm-hmm. what, oh, what yeah. but i think she ended up walking away but she looked very like disoriented mm-hmm. like she had no idea where she was yeah and then it was just like a bunch of people saying like hey like if this ever happens like so in a, st- in a sense of like somebody's trying to run away from someplace you can't let them into your house what mm-hmm. we can't no, because you the think fuck? you're supposed to have them w- um, wait behind it in your backyard. Okay. And then you'll be like, call the cops mm. and then have them wait there. Because huh. nobody's going to go as far as to check every person's backyard. Right. It's just like, because you have no idea if that person is just faking it. True. Yeah. See, that brings up like a moral decision now. It's like, okay, you know, like that, What what's that story? You know, in... um. New York, the the woman called Kitty or whatever, like she was getting murdered like right in front of people. It's like a big yeah, psychological the... thing. Oh my god! Yeah, I forget what they call it, but um, it's a oh, bystander effect. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she was like literally getting murdered right in front of these people, and they were like, "Someone else could do something about it." Three oh. times, right? Throughout the night, like this, like this woman was like on the floor, like got in, and then yeah. the murderer came back. And the yeah. entire apartment building heard her. Every single person heard her. And mm-hmm. they're just like, somebody's probably else has called the cops. We don't need a part. Right, bother. but like someone literally, sh- someone literally shouted at the murderer, or you get leave her alone. Like someone <laughs> literally saw her. Jesus. I would have like thrown some shit. <laughs> I don't know. It comes to that point now. I'm like, oh shit. And like, is this going to be a recreation of that? Because quite clearly, I could see the person. Who clearly needs help at my door, but I'm like, I don't want to get murdered. Yeah. And I'm like, what if they do come into my backyard and then now there's a dead body in my backyard? Yeah. <laughs> like, now what do I do? Right. I think I'd bring him in and be like, yeah. stay right the fuck here. Like, don't right. move. Well, like, don't fucking move. Right. But then, it, and then you get the like, what if they're the murderer and they are faking it? It's like, now you're in danger. Yeah. yeah. Like... Oh my god. Why right to right. defend yourself then? Literally, every time someone comes up to my door, I'm like, literally got like a knife in my hand, like, can I help <laughs> you? I have no <laughs> idea that they're coming to my house. Like, the second the sun goes down, dude, I'm not answering the door for anybody. Right. Yeah. Like, I have a window that's right next to my door, huh? and whenever someone rings, I like looking out my window, like, go away, please. <laughs> yeah. You see this, like, one line <laughs> from the bottom just, like, open up, and you see two eyes. <laughs> Literally! Oh my god, that would be creepy! I'd be like, oh, oh fuck no, that. No, 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 they, no, see no. Zion, they see Zion, that's what I'm saying. I'm not oh, yeah. at like... looking at you. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, just oh, two shit. very intense British eyes, just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm just here to drop off your mail. <laughs> That's right, you are. That's right. We're right. here for Girl Scouts. <laughs> we have cookies. Oh my, gosh, I think what, my apartment upstairs isn't rented right now, so we're trying to get people. But I didn't know people were coming, so they literally walked up to my door. And I could hear them because I was in here doing homework. And I look, like I opened my blind and I was like looking at them like, what are you doing here? Can I help you? And then they, because they were looking around the place, they were running up and down my porch. I was like, is this a good time to call the police? 
Oh, they tapped the ring doorbell too. So I have a video of them like be like, oh my gosh, they have one of these little ring things. And I'm like, that's an actual video. That's hilarious. Putting that up on the YouTube channel. On Instagram. <laughs> so, I I think this was like around the first year that I was living around in this place, and um, me and my sister had come home, and we saw this one dude like standing facing our fence leading into the, our neighbor's yard. Mm-hmm. He was just staring at it. Oh wow! Cut. Yeah, and like we're both sitting there like. Did you not see us coming? Because, like, our, our place, it's condominium, so it's, like, private property. Mm-hmm. So, if we don't know who they are, get them, mm-hmm. get get out, right? Mm-hmm. And so, they're just, like, they and they turn, and they're just, like, oh, sorry, I was just checking out the place. And we're just, like, yeah, well, you can't, you can't be here. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to leave. Mm-hmm. And he was giving us a hard time and shit. And so, like, I call up my neighbor, and he's just, like, yeah, that guy probably was like scoping out the place. Oh, goddamn! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you could have got, you could have been murdered, dude. Probably. <laughs> oh my god. Well, it wasn't our, it wasn't our place. It was the neighbor, so they were like looking into their backyard. It's like, but then your neighbor could have been murdered. <laughs> yeah. And then you would have been involved in like a murder case. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I don't think I could ever get involved in a murder case as much as I like true crime. Mm. Like, I'll sit there, like, watching Forensic mm-hmm. Files in a little blanket, like, oh my gosh, that killer's dumb! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, He's so stupid! I'm like, god, that killer's fucking dumb, are you kidding me? Literally. Like, with everything, like, every TV show we've had was just like, this idiot, like... Every horror movie, pretty much. It's like, why would you go in the basement? Why would you go alone? It's like, why did you kill them on carpet? Are you kidding me? (laughs) 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 Like, if it was me... I made a mess, guys, come on. You should have just strangled them in the water. Hello? (laughs) Exactly. That ain't coming off. There are some really dumb killers. It's like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like most is, like, passion crimes, right? Like... They did this in the heat. They did this when they were like so angry or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like I I talk as if I've already murdered someone, uh, but claimer, <laughs> I have not murdered anyone. <laughs> Same, <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely no, have not murdered anyone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I talk to like my TV as if like I have like, and I'm like, oh, I've committed the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> so I do this all the time, right? <laughs> we're those dumb murderers. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I'm just like, if down to it, I'm gonna be that person. Like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, got, I got blood on the carpet. It's okay. I'll just, I'll throw this wine glass over here, make it look like it, they just spilled it. Right. Exactly. Like, I'll be that idiot who cuts it out the carpet and then just, like, doesn't get new carpet. It's just the perfect right? L shape in there. It's just like, huh. I wonder what happened. Like yeah. a perfect little like puddle, like a puddle shape, cut out the carpet underneath my sofa or like that. <laughs> like the person who just like gr- tries to like throw a fucking carpet over it. It's just like it's fine. Don't worry. They won't look under here. I swear. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's like, oh god, they'll never look here. What are you on? It's like first place yeah. they look. It's like, oh, shit. Literally. <laughs> you take out like a fucking Tide pen Damn. and just start like scrubbing the floor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know when like, there's a really dirty car and then you like write stuff in the dirt? Like yeah. like that with a tide pad. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's like it's no like, one I was wasn't, I wasn't here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sign on. <laughs> it's like, hold up, let me just put my in this. It'll look really cool. <laughs> Abstract art by Zynon. <laughs> <laughs> We can make they a profit. See, like an, a perfect outline of you potentially doing snow angels on the board. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you mean this is a murder site? This is my abstract art project. You wouldn't know art if it right? hit you. Like, hmm. And it will hit you like, soon. There's actually an artist who uses, like, dead people. <gasps> oh, yeah. I've I'm sorry. About what? It's not like he kills them, but he uses, like, um... He uses like cadavers from like prison, like people in death row. Wait, I didn't hear about this uh, bit. What? Wait. <laughs> I thought. Sorry. Yeah, it's very gruesome art. Um. Wait. I myself do not have the taste for it. Obviously. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So he gets like these dead people's bodies, and what does he do with them? Uh, he uses them for like photography. Oh. Yeah, it's some very gruesome photos. The fuck? Like, is that legal? I mean, they're death row. But it... um, oh no, actually, actually, actually yeah, actually, but actually, still, actually. so <laughs> is a, he was a very controversial artist, and he still is. I'm not sure if he's alive because most of the photos are like black and white. But um, I know that he can only get it's from like some Latin country. I forget which one. But, like, that's the only place in which, like, he's actually able to still receive bodies from. I think that's where he actually lives now, because people were just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, like, desecrating bodies? Yeah. His argument is, like, oh, well, like, you're already dead, so it's like, what do you care? You I know? mean, yeah, but... And it's like, it's criminal, so it's like, you shouldn't, it's you shouldn't still, even have to a give a fuck. dead body. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has, he, he's even gone to, like, using, like, dead animals, like and like tmi but he there was a one where like a woman was posing with a horse's um little butler uh his his what i think just ethically that's just not the pee -pee. Right. oh jesus <laughs> christ oh Ooh. Yeah. interesting Gross. <laughs> definitely bleeding into our other podcast See, oh. like... <laughs> <laughs> Now that you mention it, welcome to everything erotic. This is why, like, I'm not too into the art world or some shit, because there's some pretty fucked up shit that they do See, to, in the I, name. I thought you were yeah. talking about that other artist who, like, mixes your relative's, like, cremated remains into paint and paints with it. Not fucking horse, like, not fucking what? horse dick wait, wait, wait. woman. I, so was it, are you talking about the YouTuber? I don't know, there's, like, a person out there who, like, makes a paint out of your ashes and paints pictures with it oh because i was gonna say like there was a youtuber this one it's this one i feel like it was done kind of way better it was more in like respect and honoring them it was a woman who was uh painting with her 
grandparents' uh, ashes. Uh. Uh, and they, like, he had even said, like, oh, well, when we die and, like, our, we're cremated, like, you should use our ashes to, like, paint a portrait of us. So uh. they'd already, like, given her consent beforehand and stuff, and it was just her way of, like, immortalizing them and kind of keeping them, like, watching over them in the best way that she could. Ugh. Right, that makes sense, but then it's like... Watching over them? It, they're literally watching over them now, because that's oh, yeah. the literal dead person in the painting, and congratulations, you have a haunted painting. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, guys, I didn't know we were mass-producing haunted paintings now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no, that other artist, uh, <laughs> it's like, don't keep doing what you're doing. Please, please stop. Literally. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even know if he's- I'm gonna look him up. I need to- I don't- I don't remember his name. It was in my art appreciation class, that's how I found out. How do you appreciate art like that? What? You, okay, so the <laughs> whole idea of that class is to figure out what, like, what is the boundary that we can set for art in, like- What's wrong with them? Yeah, everybody was pretty much just like, uh, I don't- I don't like this, because it's... Ugh. Like, I'm pretty sure that's illegal most places. Yeah, but there was one person who was, like, adamantly defending him, just being like, well, it's like, they're dead, so what do we care? Hey. And, like, we should have, we uh, should have like, free use of somebody's body who doesn't need it anymore. Uh... uh not in that way. <laughs> I mean, I'm all... I don't mean, I don't care... As long as there's consent given to the person who is dead and um, the family as well. Because other than that, you can't just take a person, cremate them, and then just, like, make a picture mm -hmm. right. of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, like, other ways to use, like, like cremated ashes. Like, I think the most famous way out there that I've seen, other than use it, other than putting them in an urn, is that there's this company that, like, puts them in, like, this formula, and you can be, like, put in the ground, and a tree can right. sprout. Right, I've seen that. So, I'm having that when I'm I'm dead. gonna urge you, if you don't want nightmares, to look this guy up. It's, a uh, Joel Peter Witkin. That's the guy I'm talking about. Joel Winkin? Who? Joel Peter Witkin. Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up later. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna see if he's... He's 80 but, like, years old. dead bodies, like... Okay, I kind of support that. Why don't we just take their organs? Like, dead bodies don't use organs, for sure. Yeah. Making someone's body an art, isn't that like desecration of a corpse? Pretty much. I mean, it's a very gra- like, to be honest, there's like, decapitations, there's- Oh. Yeah. yeah. Let, oh my uh... god. Oh god. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay. it's um- yeah, I just there goes dinner. <laughs> right, it's <for> like uh, <laughs> like okay, Jigsaw, um, you can put the art away. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, but like his pictures are weird. Yeah, but like for me, I guess this kind of goes into just like what you believe and stuff. But like, I myself am very kind of like uh, the devil with respect. Right. Um. Because, you know, I'm already haunted enough, man. I don't need more. <laughs> right. So, like, give respect to the bodies. Because, like, think about it as if it was, like, your body. How would you exactly. feel if your corpse was just rounded up into ash and then just put into a painting and such like that? Unless, like I said, you've given consent. By a god all means, go for it. 
but if there's like no consent whatsoever and it's just like think about yourself it's like is it really ethical like think like put yourself in I that mean, situation right. right in that the dead body really can't feel anything the spirit can maybe but the body itself is kind but of there. still humane yeah. i mean when it does boil down to it it's more of just like what do you believe in religion based sense or just like somebody who is trying to pass on is now looking at their grave and seeing some man dig him up slice him up in the most horrifying way calling it art calling it whatever and it's just like if you were in that that spot right it's like you still don't need your body but that's like somebody gutting your childhood home and just absolutely destroying it and saying what you didn't need it anymore right it's like those are memories that's your bond right like i'm mm -hmm. all for just like like taking people's dead people's like organs they really don't need those anymore and yeah like if you're people... but like at the same time <laughs> dead organs that's like you're a organ donor right so right. you already have consent given right but like right. okay but like say like someone didn't have consent they can't do it they can't do mm -hmm. it that person still has a very healthy organ system though right it's like i don't know for me it feels like kind of a waste <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's why people sign up. <laughs> yeah, in the sense of, like, if you have, to, like, two people, right? One guy's dead, but his organs are still intact, and this other person needs a transplant of heart, kidney, whatever. It's just like... Right. Yeah. So long as he doesn't have any sort of, like, next of kin or whatever, or even... I mean, mm. if they still have next of kin, just be like, hey, listen, like, we have somebody here who needs this person's organs. Like, do we have your consent? Right. Right. They can, like, give consent for the person. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's like, I, like, personally think everyone should be just an organ donor. Like, yeah, hashtag I am. donate. Like, well, there is, like, organs. I'm not sure if it's true, but it's something along the lines of, like, if you are an organ donor, the um, help first responders take a little bit longer. No, they don't. That's bullshit. I don't, I don't think they do. It's the idea behind, like, well, I mean... If they die, we at least get their organs. No, no. But okay, See, I don't think they would know before they got to us if we were organ donors. Right, that's a myth as well. That is a total That's like myth. that's an only that's like only if you die. Right. Thing. They mm. don't I don't think the EMTs or whatever know is an organ donor or not. Like you just right. said. Like right. I don't think I don't think they can be like, oh oh it looks organ donor, just if we just wait like a couple minutes, you know. <laughs> 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 it's like i don't know that that is a total lie mm -hmm. like they are there to help you right i will say yeah. though for anybody who ever has to get my organs i apologize in advance <laughs> i apologize to anyone who has to get my lungs don't worry i am going to haunt your ass to anyone who is listening right now if you ever get my organs don't take them you can just die, because mine's aren't worth it. I'm willing to give you a 50% refund. That's all I can do. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like... Um... Do you have a kidney? Uh, let me call my buddy really quick. Also, we'll, we'll get that, that price sorted out. Yeah, my buddy? I can only offer $5. <laughs> you know you can donate your skin? It's not just, like, your internal organs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just, like, shave off a few pounds of that thick booty. I think that's the only thing that, like, is viable for, like, organ donation with me. <laughs> right. 
Besides my heart, my heart's pretty good. <laughs> if I lose a significant amount of weight, you know, all that like extra kind of skin just still lying around, I could just like surgically remove. Boom. You now have to donate. Where it's just like, like, hey, like, I don't, not, I'm obviously not going to need that extra skin. So Hashtag like... take my fat. <laughs> Hashtag take my fat. <laughs> <laughs> We're covering all the hashtags. <laughs> right? Speaking of which, let's get our sponsorships. TakeMyFat.org. <laughs> Do you have unneeded fat that needs to be removed? Yeah, it's like you a porn like you... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody was going to say it. It had to be me. It's like take your fat. Well, you know what? Beep. I didn't double check, so the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you find anything, send us right. to our email. She's <laughs> a very sultry woman <laughs> on the phone. Oh. Jeez. Get to me a while like, ew. <laughs> Omar, no. As if we didn't, like, an hour ago have, like, the worst conversation possible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> That's just one thing that was like, ugh. Like selective view. Right, I think this wraps up this episode. Get my script out. <laughs> <laughs> you should keep that in. <laughs> that, that's the end. You should totally keep that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Alright, guys. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> uh, send us your favorite eerie stories at the everything podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> like, okay, now this is what usually the part where we see bye, but then we have to make a stupid comment, so, uh. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm deliciously. There's yeah. too much to choose from. We're just like, like, all the stupid shit about, like, the dead people and the fucking. I don't know. I, is it, for some reason, I'm remembering penis, but you know, it's, there's too much to choose from. I was just gonna say, don't trust your doctors. I'm a or your penis. Right. Uh, hashtag. Right. Don't lose your skin. Hashtag. Uh, skin. <laughs> or it'll be trust no one. Hashtag, hashtag murder person. person. Or like go back to the hashtag shed skin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hashtag, yeah, take like <laughs> hashtag take my fat. Hashtag take my fat. Okay. Spell the H-A-A-T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Bye. Don't check your mommy. Because I'll be there. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, we're done, guys. We're good. We're good. Got it.